Seattle hockey fans, the wait is over. And I just have one question before we get today's episode started. Are you ready to defend the deep? Let's get you ready for game one of the 2023-24 season coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring you your favorite team, the Seattle Kraken, every single day. I'm Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked On Kraken. Today's episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. I'm fired up. I am fired up. It is time to go, Seattle hockey fans. I was actually just in Vegas. For those who are everydayers, OGers, and are watching on YouTube, you can see I'm back in my normal studio. Although I am missing today's game in Vegas, I was just in Vegas. I am so Grateful to be home, and I get to lounge and watch the game in the comforts of my home. And the subtext community will have a little live kind of text along party, but more on that later. It's a game day. It's a game day. Let's go. We've waited for too long, but not as long as last year. <laughs> to get to this point, I have a few little nuggets that we're going to share. Vince Dunn back in the lineup. That's good to see. We've got, um, you know, we didn't really talk too much about the waivers and the final cuts. We'll get to that a little bit later. But um, Vince Dunn is going to be in the lineup tonight. Vince Dunn said that he's just been working on getting back to his routines we know that he hasn't competed in some of the preseason games, but as I've reported, as other people reported, he talked about, he was asked if he had been skating. And yes, we've reported that. The subtext community knows that. If you follow Locked on Kraken on Twitter, you know that. So he has been skating. It's like I said, it looked like he was doing, um, what, what was the term that I used? I used mobility, mobility drills. He confirmed that there was something that he came into preseason dealing with and it wasn't getting better, wasn't moving in the right direction. So that's where the maintenance came from. Did not disclose upper body or lower body. Again, if I'm reading into the tea leaves and just looking at the drills that I saw him doing, they look like lower body mobility drills. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But Vince Dunn also talking about Adam Larson, who had um, a few days ago, I guess, some things to say about uh, Vince Dunn. So here's Vince Dunn on Adam Larson. I think we're pretty familiar with each other. I think uh, we sit on the flights together, we eat dinner together, sit beside each other in the locker room. So um, definitely get enough of him and he gets enough of me. So I think 
just going out there and um, continuing what we did last year. It's obviously room for both of us to build individually and together, but um, as far as I'm concerned, I think we're both comfortable playing with each other tonight and excited to be back together. He did say he missed you. No? Yeah, yeah, I see. Now that was nice of him. He usually doesn't say too much. I think defensively I can still be a lot better and more reliable. I'd like to see myself maybe get into more penalty-killing situations and um, more six-on-five situations at the end of games to close things out. So um, put a lot of responsibility on myself that way, and especially uh, the partner I have on the other side. He, he likes to think about those things first, so um, never want to let him down. And I know that he takes a lot of pride in those things, so it's nice to learn from him and to listen to him. And um, I think just last year, put that in the past. It was a good year for me and a good year for the team, but I think we all have a lot more to show this year. And I so you had that clip of Dunner talking about Larson. He also talked about when asked what are some things that he wants to improve. He talked about how Vince Dunn, or excuse me, how Vince Dunn talked about how Adam Larson has been the person really focusing on their defensive pair, the person that's having to focus on defense <laughs> and Vince Dunn wants to be able to add that to his repertoire you probably heard that towards the end of the clip that I just shared we're gonna get into what were what were the final cuts what was the rationale behind that but first let's take a look at today's roster and it's up on the screen for you right now these are the projected lines that were tweeted out by Jeff Baker left to right here for the forwards we've got McCann Beneers and Eberly. Schwartz, Wenberg, Burakovsky, Tolvanen, Gord, and Bjorkstrand. That's kind of my line to watch. They've looked very good. And Ellie Tolvanen, Ellie Tolvanen in particular, there's just so much joy. He's skating with so much joy. Um, I didn't get to talk to him about that before I left Seattle, but keep an eye on that. And then you've got Tanev, Belmar, and Yamamoto. Dave Haxtell did say that the reason... Kyler scrat or um, slots in over Ty Cartier, who spoiler alert made the 22 player roster. Um, we'll talk about that again coming up later on the show, but is because of what he can do on the power play, um, special teams overall, and so his effectiveness on the power play, and we saw that in preseason was the decision to have Yamamoto in the lineup over Ty Cartier. On defense, it's the aforementioned Dunn on the left side with Larson, Alexiak with Borgen, Dumoulin, and Schultz, and we are expecting Grubauer to start in net. And just some quick, fast facts that you should know going into this matchup. The Seattle Kraken have a career 1-7 record against the Vegas Golden Knights, who, yeah, they're raising their banner tonight. <laughs> I mean, yes, congratulations to them. Dave Haxtell was much more uh, diplomatic about it in his morning skate pregame comments. But uh, some other things we should know. 15 goals uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights career for the Kraken franchise, but we let up double that. 30 goals against power play, which Dave Haxtell defended again, 10% against the Vegas Golden Knights lifetime PK penalty kill is 73.3, 73.7, excuse me, percent clip 
from last season out of that one and seven record, we have a one and three record against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, eight goals for 12 goals against P- power play, 10% clip, PK, 60% clip. So just, just a touch less than the career numbers. Um, we'll get into players to watch. We'll get into, um, I'm, I have those fun little buttons and I'm going to pull who I think is going to be a key player. We're going to let fate decide. So stay tuned for that. And like I said, there was some news. So we're going to do a little bit of a state of the franchise in the next segment. Stick around. We've got a packed episode. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Now, if you are an everydayer or an OGer, then you know that while I was in Seattle just a few just a few days ago, quite honestly, I got to take in an M's game. Kirby went to Elon University, and that's my alma mater. So I got to see Kirby pitch. It was one of those games. We actually won the game that I went to, but I was able to go with a good friend of mine to the M's game because I used the Game Time app. We have a particular place that we like to sit. Uh, big baseball fans, and I was able to, on the Game Time app, look at the tickets available, look at the prices that were in our price range, and then take a look at the seats just to make sure it was exactly what we wanted. We sat almost in identical seats last time. I mean, when you got your spot, you just want to go with it. And Game Time allowed me to do that. I love that I also can use this not just for sports, but for music. And one of my bands that I love to watch on the road is Little Dragon. And so they played at the Neptune Theater, GA. Uh, those were GA tickets, so I didn't have to worry about what you know the view is going to look like. But I was able to use the Game Time app twice in Seattle, and it was massive. When I'm not covering sports that I get paid to cover, baseball and music, those are my outlets, and Game Time hooked me up in Seattle. And you know what? Little Dragon's going to be um, in New York while I'm in New York covering the WNBA Finals, so I think I'm just going to go see him again because why not? So if going to concerts and sporting events, all kinds of just events around the town is something that you and your family, friends like to do, then you are going to want to download the Game Time app. You can download the app, create an account, and then when you use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, it's as simple as creating an account redeeming code locked on NHL. That's L O C K E D O N N H L. That will give you $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of locked on Kraken. You can find us on YouTube. Hi, YouTubers. Again, Back home in the studio, got the, oops, here it goes, the Defend the Deep card that we got at preseason. Other side is, I don't know if you can see this, of course, the Seattle Kraken logo and the anchor. Oh, you know I love the anchor. Um, 
So back here in the studio, super excited for tonight's game. Went over some stats and facts that you're going to want to know. We're going to talk about players to watch. But first, I gave you the lineup for tonight. And you probably noticed that it's Joey Decord and not Chris Drieger. Now, again, if you are on subtext, you already know this. You got all of this information already. A reminder, the subtext is a community that you can join and you can message directly with me. We're going to have a game day thread. So if you want to interact with me live, not have to worry about social media and just interact with some Kraken fans, a.k.a. me, your host of Locked on Kraken, text 918-731-3154 to join subtext. You get 14 days for free. Okay, so on subtext, we talked about the waiver wire. Uh, Chris Drieger, uh, it was Chris Drieger, John Hayden, and um, Kale Flurry all through the waivers, and then reassigned was Riker Evans and Shane Wright. And, you know, some people might think that if you're not following the Kraken or locked on Kraken, some people maybe thought that these were interesting choices. Well, I just so happened to talk to Gil Martin, the one of the hosts of Locked on NHL. He hosts the Monday show and then co-hosts the Friday show along with Rachel and sometimes me when I do the Women's Hockey Spotlight. But we had a great conversation. You'll see me. I'm actually in Vegas when we did this. I was just wrapping WNBA Finals Game 1. Congratulations to the Aces, New York Liberty. Let's get something done tomorrow, Game 2. Anyway. Gil and I had a conversation, and, you know, he was asking me if it was surprising that we saw some of these guys through on waivers or get reassigned. So here is my take on the final cuts for the Seattle Kraken. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show a familiar face and voice for Locked On NHL viewers and listeners, Erica L. Ayala, who is, of course, the host of Locked On Kraken. And uh, Erica, big year last year for the Kraken. They probably surprised a lot of people, arrived in the playoffs a year before a lot of people expected. What can this team do for an encore? Well, the team knows that they're not going to be taking anyone by surprise, Gil. That was what a lot of players were telling me as I was at training camp and preseason. And so this year, the short training camp and preseason that they had was all about building some of the the foundational pieces so that the Seattle Kraken, who were just one win away from a Western Conference Finals, can get to where they want to be, which is to get into the playoffs once again. And to, as a lot of people will say, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. And so they've had a little taste of that success. They know that they have to really refine and sharpen their game. And so that's what they've been focused on. So what refinements and sharpening are they looking at primarily? Well, I think for me, one thing that we saw in camp I've been talking about it a lot in the offseason. I talk about it every time someone asks me about the Seattle Kraken, but that's goaltending, right? We came into the inaugural season and, you know, all these pundits and experts had our goalie tandem of Chris Drieger and Philip Grubauer as one of the tops in the leagues. And then 
performance-wise, we were at the bottom of the league when it came to goaltending. We talked about Martin Jones, who was a really great get for the Seattle Kraken last season and really helped us early on because Philip Grubauer out with injury, Chris Drieger out with injury. So I knew that coming into camp, the the competition for that spot behind Philip Grubauer was going to be huge. And that's exactly what we saw. Joey Decord up from the AHL where he took the Coachella Valley Firebirds to the Calder Cup final in their first season. They also went to game seven uh, in the finals and then went to overtime. So we knew that Joey Decord was coming off a really hot season at the AHL level and Chris Drieger Chris Drieger, excuse me, coming back healthy. Those two were going to battle it out. And at least as of right now, it was Joey Decord who is getting the nod for our opening uh, opening game roster. And Chris Drieger was uh, sent to the waiver wire with the expectation that uh, should he clear waivers, that he will go to Coachella Valley. You know, you, you talked about the waiver wire, some surprises on those cuts, including Shane Wright, former first round pick. Talk to me about him and some of the surprises that you saw on cutdown day. Well, that's the thing. I personally wouldn't call Shane Wright going back to the AHL a surprise. I thought he was going to have to really show a lot of improvement. He has steadily improved every opportunity that he gets in camp, every opportunity that he has with leadership when it comes to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And he showed that again in camp. That being said, you have Alex Wenberg, Yanni Gord, Matty Beneers, that are the other centermen with the Seattle Kraken. And was he ready to replace any one of those three? Um, and as well as Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who we brought in? No. The answer is straightforward is no. Does that mean he had a bad camp? No. This is why the Seattle Kraken wanted to make sure they had clarification on whether he was going to be able to go back to the AHL or if with that one game, you know, he was one game shy of being clear if he was going to have to go back to junior hockey. Once we had that decision, I think ultimately, you know, that was something good for the Seattle Kraken. But Shane Wright was one of those final players in the mix for the Seattle Kraken. And I think, again, that shows how strong his camp was. But at his position and what the Seattle Kraken are looking to do, I, I think that it's good for him to go back to the AHL. Dave Haxtell told media that there are specific things that the Kraken have asked him to work on, and he'll have time to do that in the AHL. And do you know what some of those things are? He did not, of course, get specific. <laughs> but what we do know from talking to Shane Wright over the last couple of weeks is that face-offs face-offs are a focus for the Seattle Kraken overall and again bringing in Pierre-Edouard Belmar everyone including Wenberg who I, I spoke to Maddie Beniers who I mentioned earlier um, you know those are guys and of course the Shane Wright those are guys that are looking to Belmar um, and his leadership and Belmar has been seen after every practice after every morning skate really pouring in there so if I had to guess that's one thing just from my eye test I do think Shane Wright has good speed. He's good on his feet. I still think, though, that he needs to be a little bit more comfortable with absorbing contact and maybe even put on some weight so that he's not necessarily, uh, let's just say, the target of, of some physical play from our opponents. So what were some of the other surprises in your mind as far as people who were sent down? 
I think, again, it's hard to say that it's a surprise. I think what I'd rather say is that Riker Evans made it very difficult for the Seattle Kraken to cut him, um, and, or I should say to reassign him to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And he had a fantastic uh, training camp in preseason. He was asked at times even to play on his offside. So I, 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 we've seen that the, the Seattle Kraken have at times had to ask, for example, Justin Schultz to do that so that he could do that, that he could still perform well. I think, again, just shows how competitive this camp was when you have guys like uh, Riker Evans and Shane Wright, uh, or even Chris Drieger, some might argue, that are not going to make opening roster. Uh, I think where the Seattle Kraken absolutely got it right was with Ty Cartier. And we saw him come up during the playoffs last year when uh, Jared McCann went down with his injury, uh, upper body, but, you know, concussion. Um, and what I loved about how the, the Seattle Kraken have approached Ty Cartier is that they really lean into what you contribute at training camp what you contribute during the preseason. And he's a perfect example. Undrafted, goes on to become the AHL Rookie of the Year, but that didn't come immediately. He really had to work hard, and he put in a lot of time with Dan Bilesma and Jessica Campbell, who we talked about on the last Women's Hockey Spotlight. But um, I, I like that Ty Cartier is get, getting an opportunity, and I don't think that he's necessarily going to play fourth-line minutes. I think he really has a chance to make an impact on the Seattle Kraken this year. So break it all down now. Season's about to start. What are the keys to a successful season for the Kraken, the biggest key? The biggest key um, for me, and it, it it it's always this. I feel like I sound like a broken record, but even though we know who our goalie tam tandem is going to be, excuse me, Philip Grubauer and Joey Decord, I wasn't super impressed. My eye test standards from what I saw from Philip Grubauer, now it's the preseason. You know, we have to take it for what it is. But I was hoping that I'd see him just a little sharper. So I'm, I'm going to have a keen eye on goaltending for the Seattle Kraken. They're going to come here to where I am right now in Las Vegas. It's going to be a ring ceremony, a banner raising, all of that. And they're going to have to really buckle down. But for me, it really comes down to goaltending. Not just how Philip Grubauer is going to do. Can he um, replicate his individual success in the playoffs, which was huge for us, but also how many games can Joey Decord give us at the NHL level? That's going to be key because again, Martin Jones was so key for the Seattle Kraken last year. Am I personally surprised that Shane Wright is in the AHL? No. Was it a little bit more of a surprise that Riker Evans was in the AHL? Yes. Although as I've talked about, you know, gave you that little insider conversation that I was having with some other people that were at preseason. It's not an, it's not necessarily an issue right now. And I do think there are some things that the Seattle Kraken can move either at the trade deadline or at the end of the season to get us in a good place where we do have some space for Riker Evans. But he's got to be, got to be the first call up. But you heard me say that with Gil. Chris Drieger, that one hurts a little, but um, don't take my word for it. Let's close out this segment hearing from Joey Decord about, of course, his news. Um, and then he closed out with 
something that I, th- I thought was really classy. Here's Joey Dax. Um, just really excited, really grateful. Um, yeah, it just puts things in perspective. I think, um, you know, it was my fifth year pro and I've uh, been to a lot of training camps and uh, gotten the bad news a lot. So it's good to hear it, uh, you know, go the other way this time and just uh, super excited and grateful and uh, can't wait to get going. They just grabbed me a second ago, Ron and uh, Hack just grabbed me a second ago. They wanted to grab me before practice, but we were already on the ice, the goalie squad early, so uh, <laughs> they missed me before practice, um, and then they just told me right now, so yeah. Did you kind of figure it out beforehand, though, based on who um, was I out there? things were looking pretty good when um, there were only two goalies on the ice, and I was <laughs> one of them. Um, but, you know, uh, honestly, um, I just want to shout out Chris. He went through so much, and um, he's an awesome goalie, and he looked so good in camp, and... Um, I'm just really proud of him for how he battled and competed and uh, worked his way to get back. And, um, you know, he'll be back in the NHL in no time. He's an awesome goalie and an awesome person as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to just go briefly to Ron Francis. Ronnie Francis, the godfather, the Ron father, as some of you like to call him. Ronnie Francis spoke to media. I I thought there were a few things worth highlighting. And then we're going to go to my black satin. Uh, It's actually not satin. It's more of like a uh, fleece, if you will. Either way, we're going to go to our handy dandy buttons. Speaking of uh, Driegs, oh, that's that's groovy. Speaking of Driegs, Driegs, we love you. We're proud of you, just like Joey Dax said. But we're going to use these buttons that I picked up. Uh, some of you know I had a lot of fun with these buttons a few episodes ago. And I'm going to let fate decide who's going to be the player of the match, right? Who's going to be the player of the match? All that is coming up as we close out this episode, this game day episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by Bird Dogs. All right, everydayers, OGers, you know, I was skeptical, but you know, Bird Dogs, they have a system. They were able to help me get a a men's cut size that relatively fits me. And I must say they fit really well. Um, And here's what I like about Bird Dogs. Gosh, the fit on the pants. I was wearing those pants in Seattle like the whole time. I'm not even kidding you. I wore them almost every single day. It was probably closer to every other day. And I did have a washing machine. So I was able to wash them as much as I wanted. And the pants, the shorts are one thing, but the bird dog's pants. Oh my gosh. They have a, it's called a cloud knit fabric. Um, that is kind of like, a, it gives you a khaki look is what they say, but it stretches and gives you a slim look. Come on, come on. I was a little skeptical, but I'm I'm all in. I'm all in on the bird dogs. I'm very grateful that they send us some, but I'm gonna have to do another order because the pants, the pants are fan-freaking-tastic. So go to birddogs.com and use uh, go to bird dogs so i want you to get in on this go to birddogs.com backslash locked on nhl or enter promo code locked on nhl at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com backslash locked on nhl for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off i pro- i promise you 
or at least I can promise you that that was my experience. Hey, hey, what do you say? Thanks as always, Seattle Kraken fans, for making Locked On Kraken a part of your daily destination. It's a game day. And I am back in headquarters. Um, but make sure also that you take a listen to Locked On NHL. On today's episode, Tuesday's episode of Locked On NHL, they are talking about the Western Conference. So you might want to check that out. Of course, a lot of people have eyes on Chicago. I should say Chicago's rookie. But what is Chicago overall? What are they looking like? What are some of the problems? But let's get back to our team. We're taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Here's what Ronnie Francis had to say about training camp. Um, a few of the cuts, including he had some interesting things to say about Shane Wright and um, also about the Pacific Division. Here's our general manager, Ronnie Francis. Well, I, and the biggest thing for me was the exit meetings last year, you know, after we lose that tough game seven. I mean, our guys weren't satisfied with going two rounds of the playoffs. I mean, they went home. And they, they worked hard. They came in camp in shape. Um, you know, uh, I'd be lying if I said I feel comfortable we're clicking on all cylinders right now. I mean, we still work to do, but um, there's been a lot of progress from year one. And, you know, we start over at zero like everybody else. So, you know, it's you always want it to go like this, but there's always, you know, that along the way. So um, hopefully we have more ups and downs and have another good year. I like this camp. It was, you know, it was uh, a lot of progression from the year before. Um, you know, we still see the the speed and the skill set he has. Um, you know, if we keep him here in a fourth line role, you know, he's in and out of the lineup. He's playing eight minutes, nine minutes a night. That's not the best for his development. So, um, you know, it's good that we had the ability to get him to Coachella Valley. He'll go down there and play significant. Uh, minutes and and we felt that that was the best for his development. I'd like to see him still, you know, um, you know, sort of demand the puck more and handle it and show what he can do when he has it on a stick. And and we so we've given him a few things to work on and we'll pass that on to the Coachella Valley coaches. And I'm sure uh, he'll continue to make strides like he has to this point. State of the franchise, state of the franchise. Vince Dunn said it. Dave Haxtell's been saying it to us. You heard Ron Francis a little bit there. It's all about building blocks, right? There was a, a dissatisfaction for just getting to game seven of round two. When you're that close to the Western Conference Finals, you can taste it. And the guys want to improve upon that. What did Vince Dunn say? He said, um, they're putting a lot of pressure on each other. And everyone has embraced this, the privilege of the pressure to want to do better than last year regarding the playoff push. I love that. I love that for us. And I, I said as much with Gil earlier on the show. So I'm excited. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. we got to talk about the Firebirds as well this week. But okay. Some players to watch per the stats for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jonathan Marchessault, six games against us, or excuse me, eight games against us, six goals, three assists. That's the highest for anyone on the Vegas Golden Knights. Logan Thompson, goaltender, 2-0 against the Seattle Kraken. For us, we want to watch Jaden Schwartz. 15 points, that's a six-goal, nine-assist split, 
and Pierre-Edouard Belmar, whose jersey I'm absolutely going to get. I'm absolutely going to get. I've said this before. I don't like to assume that people identify as black, even though he's definitely melanated. You feel me? Because, I mean, honestly, you just never know. That being said, he black, he's French, and he's amazing to chat with. I am a big Pierre-Edouard Belmar fan, and he, like I said, he's French. I'm going to Paris 2024, so I feel like it's thematic. We're getting a jersey. We're getting a Belmar jersey. Anyway, eight points, six goals, and two assists. Lifetime against the Vegas Golden Knights. Philip Grubauer, who we are assuming will start, 50-50 split, 7-7 seven and seven career against the Vegas Golden Knights. But we're going to let fate decide, as I said. This is more for fun than anything else because I love using these buttons. So we've got two Philip Grubauers. We've got two Burakovskis. We've got two Beneers. And I think McCann is the other one. So I doubled up just for this one. What I'll probably do since I have multiple of some players is we'll just write a player's name on there and then we'll... We'll, we'll do it that way. But I, I didn't want to do all that today. So here's who my uh, fleece little baggie here says. Can you hear that? Audio folks. Here's who my fleece baggie says is going to be our player of the game. Are you ready? One. Two. Blind. Going in blind. Three. Okay, this is what I'm wearing tonight. It has been decided by the bag. Maddie Beneers is going to be our player to watch. And since Maddie Beneers was picked, since our handy dandy baggie picked Maddie Beneers as our player to watch, we're going to close out this episode with Dave Haxtell answering a few questions regarding Maddie Beneers and what makes him so special. You know, he's a guy that he pays attention to. It's not just, you know, specific details. He, he, he pays attention to details up and down the rink in a 200-foot sense. You know, and he wants to, he's accountable uh, to himself mostly. Uh, he wants to be really good in all of those areas, both with and without the puck. Um, you know, he processes the, the overall game. He processes it very well, again, with and without the puck. And, you know, a lot of times players see it one way uh, much better than they do on the other side of the of the puck but uh, Maddie tends to process the game really well both directions and you know I think that's apparent in his in his overall game um, and, you know and in every different turn he's you know he learns and he grows and he applies it to you know to the future uh, for his game so for him obviously you know now you know just stepping back in year two he's just got to continue being himself that's the biggest challenge you know, and, and I don't think that's going to be difficult for him. He's a guy that loves the game. He loves to compete. Um, he's very intelligent in knowing some of the challenges that are in front of him. Um, and I, I said it probably a million times last year. One of the things I love the most about Maddie is whether it, it's coming off a win, a loss, uh, you know, a great night or not such a good night. Um, he shows up at the rink the next day ready to go um, and, and brings that type of life and energy to everybody around him. And that's our show. The bag has decided. Maddie Beneers is going to be our player of the game. So you heard what Dave Haxel had to say, and I've been saying it for, you know, a, a couple of seasons now. He His IQ 
is great because every, I, I feel like I've said this before, it feels like every second he's learning something. And there's going to be a lot of pressure. But like Vince Dunn said, got my handy dandy notebook here. Everyone, according to Vince Dunn, and I believe it, everyone has committed and embraced the pressure and is ready to defend the deep. And the quest starts tonight, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN. The Seattle Kraken will patiently wait as the Vegas Golden Knights raise their banner. And then Maddie B and company are going to spoil the party in Vegas. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. My goodness, there's so much going on around the world. We can hold space for wanting there to not be terrorism and also to understand and appreciate that certain political... Uh, societal or even religious tiffs are definitely more than one-sided. Uh, that's what I'll say about that. I'm sure some of you can read between the, the lines there. But so be kind to each other, okay? Let's be kind to each other. And tonight, a game day. We hold fast. We're going to stay true. And we're going to defend the deep by rooting loud and proud and saying, let's go Kraken. Don't forget, if you want to join me for a live little chat via text message, text 918-731-3154, 918-731-3154, and that will get you a 14-day free trial of subtext. Subtexters already got the projected lines. You got a nice game day message earlier today, and if you text game day, that will put you on a little sub subtext <laughs> that will just be for those who want game day updates. If you want my thoughts, if you want to interact around the game, maybe you don't want that, which is totally fine. But other than that, what I try to do or what I will be doing after all of the games that I watch, and I'll let you know which ones those are, because sometimes there's conflicts, I will uh, have some post-game notes that I will send via subtext as well. All right, until the next episode, peace out, everybody.